Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Believe in Northwestern Football Podcast, a podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I am Peter Warren. I'm joined once again by my co-host, former All-Big Ten receiver Jeremy Ebert. Jeremy, how are you doing today? Great, Peter. It's great to be back, man. Missed doing this with you. Yeah, I've missed it too. And, you know, a lot to catch up on. College football season just ended this past Monday with LSU defeating Clemson, but for Northwestern fans, some bigger news came out, you know, on Wednesday when TJ Green announced he'd been granted a sixth year of eligibility and he's returning for another season of Northwestern football. Big news for, you know, a quarterback room that was already had a lot of questions coming in. TJ, this, in my mind, brings a lot more questions because he's a guy who can play. Absolutely. I think, I think you, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, oh, great. We had some questions. Now we have even more in that room, um, you know, with Hunter Johnson and Aiden and then Marty, you know, coming on strong late in the year. You know, this adds a fourth quarterback that legit has a chance of starting week one for us. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, looking at the room right now, there's seven guys in there. You got TJ, you got Aiden, you got uh, Marty, you got Hunter, then you got, you know, guys sort of in, in the back of the room, you know, Jason Whitaker, Zach Krause, and the the freshman early enrollee Carl Richardson. I mean, you got seven guys in that room. I mean, obviously, most likely between TJ, Aiden, Marty, and Johnson, the four guys who actually played this year, most likely will get you know most of the reps, most of the appearances. But I mean, just having such a big room will be fascinating because does that mean some guys' reps get less? You know, oh maybe a lot of egos. It's gonna be fascinating, really, to see how that develops early on. Yeah, absolutely. You could also think maybe we're of moving, you know, quarterbacks to different positions. You know, they've they've done this in the past. You know, um, you know, moving them to tight end. You know, with with Marty being a a big type of a, a runner for us, I could see him, you know, possibly being in that super back role. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of questions on on how they're going to make that work because obviously there's there's one guy playing in the game. You know, I've, we've done the the dual quarterback system thing before, but with these quarterbacks all kind of being a little similar. I really kind of see just, you know, it being a one-man show and maybe seeing a Marty or an Aiden Smith, you know, maybe taking a, a super back role or, or a different approach this season. Yeah, no, I definitely would imagine that not all seven of those guys end up in the room by the start of the season, whether it is maybe one of their transfers. I do think, you know, I think Marty be interesting move positional-wise if he sort of just they decide he's not the guy. I think they moved Jason Whitaker – the super back for about two weeks uh, earlier this season before TJ got hurt and they wanted another guy in the room. So I think he might be probably the guy to move. Mm-hmm. They, I know they liked him a lot at super back position. I, I talked to Coach Hefner about him and he said, you know, he's the type, he, they enjoyed the way he did in the room. He added a good presence. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. 
And I mean, you mentioned it too. Like we saw a lot of Marty sort of running the ball and him not being afraid to get hit. And he just, you know, talking to him after games, he's the type of guy who just loves to play football, loves to be out there. So I think, you know, I think that's a great point you made where it's like, he's got the size, he's got, we saw he's got the athleticism. Maybe if like, it just struggles a little bit again. You said he wasn't a good practice player as well. And Fitz said that as well. Maybe if he just, if TJ and Hunter and Aiden, and some of the other guys are so much more ahead and they're like, hey, we can get you in some reps here. I don't know if he'd do it, but I think he might. I mean, it'd just be a fascinating thing. I know, absolutely. It'd almost be like a Tyson Hill thing with the with the Saints, even too. If you if you want to look at it that way, you know. But like you're saying, like Jason Whitaker, like the guy's six five, you know, two twenty five, you know, two thirty. Like he's got the size to play super back and, and to be a presence on the line, um, you know, to make those big blocks at the you know our super backs are are required to do. So it's not like these guys are hurting in size or or you know, wait, like they could hold their own, I feel like. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's a that's an awesome comparison there with, uh, with Hill out in New Orleans, just the type of guy where, especially on his offense, where it just seemed like they lacked a lot of playmakers. You got to find playmakers as much as you can. And that's why, you know, having TJ come back, he'd be a playmaker, a quarterback that we really didn't see. And that could have some of the other guys who have the ability to be playmakers, spread them out and get as many playmakers on the field as possible. Mm-hmm, no doubt and you know I think TJ like his, his the greatest thing he's bringing back to to our team is, is leadership that senior leader that you know the guy that's um you know going to step up and be and you know be that that huddle guy that you, you're going to look to um I think that's um you know just just him in the locker room alone I think is going to be something we desperately need this year um especially coming from the quarterback room no definitely that's a great point I mean, leadership, we'll talk about a little bit later with, with it, you know, Banks for not transferring. But, I mean, it's always – it sort of felt like this year, especially when TJ went down, it was just – and with the quarterback and stuff in flux, there was just a, not – maybe lack of leadership isn't the right word. But when there's not sort of one or when you guys had – when there's the dual threat, the dual quarterbacks, one or two guys you were set on and just felt like everything was in flux, everything was in motion. There wasn't sort of one steady guy there. And even if TJ doesn't, you know, earn the starting job, he's a backup or, you know, or he gets mixed reps. He'll be, in my mind, you know, a steady guy, you know, a guy up top who you can always go to and sort of, you know, trust and know like, all right, this guy is going to, you know, be a leader no matter what's happening. Exactly. I think you, you said the word right there, trust. You know, I think everybody in that locker room trusts him to do his job and, and to do it right. And I think that's, you know, the coaches are going to look at that. And um, it's, 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 it's very, it's huge you know, for the confidence of the team, for the confidence of your teammates around you on the field, that they trust you to do your job. And I think that's what he brings to the table. We talked a little bit about this, you know, last time about, you know, with Jake and coming in, you know, maybe they might have a, a QB, you know, a grad transfer come in, Boston, his quarterback at Boston College and enter the portal. I assume with TJ coming back, we're not going to see, you know, a, a grad transfer QB. I just wouldn't make sense, especially with, you know, you mentioned how big the room is. But, you know, if something me, you know, we're, talking about some other I was talking about some other people is that does another quarterback on, on this transfer on this roster transfer I mean if Aiden sort of gets the hint you know he's not gonna he's not gonna play as much and you know he's you know he struggled lots here but I mean he did play you know in the Big Ten he has some experience with a guy like you know Marty said I don't think Marty would he said he loved it here he never would plan on it I don't think you know it's just sort of interesting to be like if that room sort of gets some flux in that sort of way I mean, that's obviously something that can happen, you know. Um, if if Aiden, you know, comes into camp and 
in ceases reps or production going down, or I mean, I guess spring ball would be would be the telltale sign. Um, you know, I could definitely see him him transferring um, just based on the plant that he, he has played. Um, he, you know, maybe he want, he wants to play. You know, he's got this is his last year of eligibility, so it's um, it's definitely something that can happen. It's uh, it's it's honestly up to this point, like Northwestern's like been one of those places where people don't really transfer out of it. You know, and it's kind of it's it's been it's been weird uh, this this off season. Just you know, hearing the rumors of you know TJ Green possibly transferring as well, and then Ben Skronik actually transferring. It's it's a different time. Like the you know people are transferring left and right now, and it's just uh, it's different. You didn't like um, you know back in the day. I guess not too long ago, it was like you committed to a program, you put your four years in, and then you you fought for your your position um you know it's tough that a quarterback you know there's only one that plays so it's definitely a, a different position than most so I could I could see it I could see you know Zach Krause like you know being a young guy too like you know with uh, a lot of people ahead of him like maybe he you know wants a shot somewhere else as well so there's just there's a lot there's a lot that could happen especially with a new offensive coordinator you know maybe Aiden doesn't really see you know his role or the opportunities that he would like. So it's just um, there's definitely going to be a lot of questions after spring ball on what, and see what happens in that room. Um, it's going to be fascinating. You know, we said you know, spring ball sort of be an early indicator of what to expect. Um, who do you think sort of has the inside track as we head into you know, spring practice coming up in the next few weeks? I think TJ has the upper hand just, just based off his leadership alone. He's won big games. He's, you know, opened up at Purdue, you know, and, and won it. When, um, you know, when we needed him, I think um, the team leans on him. He's captain. He's, uh, you know, someone that fits, you know, spoke very highly of. I think he obviously has the upper hand just based off experience and, and confidence. I don't think the other quarterbacks really are, are all that confident based off last season. So, um, you know, I think he, he definitely has the upper hand. Uh, no, I, I agree with that too. I mean, you know, he looked very, you know, he played, you know, Two two possessions, you know, last season, and he looked really good in those possessions. Just just comfortable, you know. I mean, when you see him out there, he's just he's calm. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's sort of what you're looking for, you know, with a leader for this Northwestern offense, and sort of who can sort of get them back to sort of some sort of offensive normalcy. Yeah, and, and looking at our new offensive coordinator, he's not looking for a quarterback that's gonna go out and you know, be Joe Burrow and throw for 500 yards and seven touchdowns in the first half. We're looking for game managers, you know, guys that, you know, can make that big third down throw, but they manage the game well. They don't make mistakes. Um, you know, they put us in good situations. And I think, you know, that's what that's what TJ does. Um, but obviously he's got a lot of talent behind him with Hunter and, you know, the success that Marty had. So it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. How do you think having, you know, a new offensive coordinator uh, with, with Mike Bajakian, how do you think that's going to affect this quarterback battle? Well, it's it, it kind of gives everyone a fair shot, you know, because he didn't recruit any of these guys. So I think it, it opens up the room. It gives everyone a fair shot, um, you know, with the whole rest of the offensive staff staying. I think, you know, that that's kind of where TJ has the upper hand with the confidence level there from all of them. So, but it definitely is going to give everybody, you know, their opportunity. I think that's that's without a doubt. You know, moving a little bit now to another offensive playmaker who questions about if he'd come back. Vance Karanik announced on Twitter, you know, 
New Year's Day. He's going to leave Northwestern officially and go transfer to Notre Dame. Obviously, a big loss for the offense. You know, what does sort of a move like this mean for Northwestern heading into next season? Well, I think, like I said before, I think it's kind of unprecedented. Um, it's it's something that you know doesn't really happen in our program uh, where guys transfer out, um, especially to a big time you know school. You know, a school that we we've played in the past here now. Um, it, it, I think it hurts because he's a, he was a team captain last year, and you know, obviously was um, you know looked up to by a lot of people in the locker room. So um, you know, I think it's it's it definitely hurts our room, but at the same time, like it, it gives the opportunity for our our younger guys to step up and and you know for that Jefferson and that Riley Lee to like take that role now as that leader in that room and that leader on the offense, and I. You know they're definitely going to have to be doing that. A great point there. It's sort of Riley Lee's and Jefferson and a bunch of those guys in the locker room. There's going to be now a big opportunity for you know some of those guys to really step up. You know Bennett's had a had a great career. You know 43 career total games for Northwestern, 110 catches, you know, over 1400 receiving yards. You know eight TDs is most notably the catch against Iowa. It's one of the most infamous catches you know in Northwestern history. But I think one of the good things, I guess, in, in sort of like a bright side, is that he is the only receiver you're losing. So even though the room has struggled, you know, you get some consistency coming back. So you have the you know quarterbacks, you know, be like, all right, you know, we've been it. We still have Riley, so a bunch of these guys coming back, hopefully healthier than last season. And I think it just sort of also gives some more incentive. Some of the younger guys be like, all right, there's a spot open, you know, all the way on the outside, you know. There's room for us to sort of make some plays and sort of get into the line. Yeah, I think like exactly what you said. I think you know it's 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 a clean slate. Like like we um, you know talked about going into spring ball and like it's a chance for those young guys to to really step up and, and to prove themselves. And you know with a a big time receiver like he was for our program, him stepping out, it, it's op- it's going to open up some doors and um, it's going to be interesting because you know Bennett was a, he was a big receiver. You know he was like on that borderline of is he a tight end? Is he a receiver? Obviously, you know, we viewed him as a, as a great receiver. He made a ton of big plays for us. Um, but he was a bigger guy. So, like, with Jefferson and, and Least, you know, they're kind of on the, on the you know, I wouldn't say smaller side, but norm, normal size of a, of a guy. So, it's just um, we don't really have that, that, you know, large, big target kind of guy that, that we, we're going to be used to. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point you made. Sort of Bennett's size. You know, it was one of his, his big skill sets, especially over the last few years. Looking back, even you know, Flynn Nagel, Austin Carr, these weren't the biggest guys, the biggest receivers out there. And, you know, Bennett was sort of that guy who was sort of good to throw the ball up to him. You know, you, know, you think he can make exactly. a play. Exactly. I think he did that a ton, too. Like, yeah. I think we, we threw it up to him a bunch, and he would just come down with some ridiculous catches that, you know, normally our receivers would not come down with. Yeah. And I mean, it always seemed like, you know, he was always that guy defenses were afraid of, you know, especially, you know, cornerbacks got to the outside. That if, you know, a ball was coming that way, he'd make a play. And I think you probably could attribute some of the struggles this year, especially on deep ball, and that, you know, that tallest receiver, you know, out there was, you know, RCB at 6'2. Right. Right. Those 50 50 balls are going to be tough for sure. Do you think, do you think his transfer hurts, hurts, our our locker room a little bit more than the field you know i i mean i feel like anytime you lose a guy as a captain anytime you lose a guy senior leader 
who from all from everything I've heard, you know, is a well liked, you know, you know, good guy. And I think anytime you lose somebody like that, it'll have it'll play, you know, it won't it won't, you know, be great for, you know, the locker room. I do think, you know, some of that is mitigated a little bit by, you know, he wasn't, you know, uh, a guy who was expected to come back, you know, you know, you know, this sort of red shirt was sort of a fluke. Mm-hmm. So I think sort of you had that mentality where it's like, all right, we're, you know, hanging season. It's our last time with Bennett, you know, you know, let's go ride. And I think more of it will be players sad. They don't get another chance after, you know, a disappointing season this year. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I said, it won't be a positive, but I think it wouldn't be as big as say losing somebody as losing, you know, for example, like Kyrick McGowan, who is like has one year left, and it's just like you expect him. He's like, I'm leaving for my for my last year because I, I just feel like it's a very different yeah. situation. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think um, I I just think it it, it just kind of it threw me for a loop. I'm just not I'm just not used to seeing that, you know, especially going to a you know a team that that we play against, um, you know, and uh, yeah, I think that's definitely. Yeah, I think that's definitely the crazy part is that he's going to Notre Dame, you know, uh, one of the biggest rivals in school history, you know. Guys, I mean, guys have transferred. You mentioned it. Not a lot of guys have transferred, but you, especially, you know, a captain, a big-time guy going to arguably, over the course of history, other than Illinois, the biggest rival in Northwestern history. And it's just sort of – I think that sort of adds, like, that, that shock factor we, we both felt when we saw the news come yeah. out. Yeah. Do you think uh, – I, I was just curious, too. Do you think – with the new offensive coordinator, do you think that had any play in his decision? Because to me, like that kind of that that might have that might have thrown him. Like depending on what offensive coordinator came in, that might have you know altered his decision to stay with like the offensive coordinator we have and being kind of a, a runner like heavy type of offense. Like I thought that that might have played a little into his you know decision making, but it's it, obviously it's hard to tell. I just. I'm curious to what what your thoughts are on that as well. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you know Bennett. You know, he's he's a smart guy. I'm sure he looked at all all the factors, you know, and to act like you know, I have no, you know, you know, losing your offense coordinator you've had for four years, then something is like, all right, we're getting a new one. Just you know, had AJ Dillon Boston College, and they ran the heck out of the ball. He's it's clear he wants to go to the NFL. You know, if he thought, you know, maybe he wouldn't be able to get the reps, you know, he wouldn't get as many, you know, targets. He still have a chance to make plays. But, like, now he can go, to, you know, he's like, look at those options now. You know, Notre Dame, you know, also Notre Dame, much, I mean, assume he didn't know about TJ at this point, you know. I don't know if that would have made a difference for him, since he and TJ are so close as cousins. Yeah. But, I mean, at Notre Dame, he is getting, you know, a set quarterback and a set successful you know, college football playoff competing quarterback in Ian mm-hmm. Book, and you know he's going to be one of the main targets coming in. And oh, yeah. it's probably going to help the NFL draft. Yep, and and you know the new OC being you know Tommy Reese, um, you know who was a GA at Northwestern, um, you know very familiar with Ben prob- uh, Bennett, you know probably had another you know factor to play since you know Tommy Reese just got you know recently promoted to the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, so that you know also could have been a factor. Um, you know, and him transferring there, and and Tommy Reese is you know what a, what a great guy. Um, I've known him since uh, his dad used to work for Northwestern. He used to come throw us throw with us in the summer. Um, just a great dude, and um, obviously you know congrats on him being the offensive coordinator. But uh, he definitely got a good one from us. 
that was also a really great point. You know, Reese was a guy, you know, people at Northwestern are hoping maybe for the OC job. Clearly, you know, it makes sense that he stayed. Now he's going to move right up. And I do think that probably made a difference, especially if Bennett had, you know, a relationship before with Tommy, where he didn't, if he didn't have one with Jake, and even though, you know, the similarity of, of you know, Northwestern, some of that stuff, you know, he would have, you know, more relationship with, with Reese than Jake. And it's sort of, obviously, it's a very, well, as always, situations tend to be, it's a very complex situation. And we're, you know, all we can really do is speculate, you know, make, you know, try to see what's Absolutely. going on. But, but I mean, you mentioned this is a very, unique situation in Northwestern program history and sort of fascinating to think about, you know, decisions that went into it and now whether it's a sort of like a fluky situation or if it's sort of, you know, as more success has come, you know, you know, recruiting better and there's a lot of great players coming in, if you know, and even just, you know, the college football landscape. I mean, a lot of discussion was about, you know, the college football playoff. You had three starting QBs who transferred. Right. You know, you had Hertz, you had you know, Burrow and you, you had fields, you know, it's just sort of what's sort of been the tide of college football and Northwestern has always sort of been, you know, held up against sort of some, a lot of those waves in, in those ways. But, you know, sometimes you get a few go through and maybe that's that, or maybe they're sort of joining up with, with the full yeah. tide. No, I mean, couldn't have said any better, man. Couldn't have said any better. And you mentioned sort of earlier, you know, some of the guys who, could step up, Riley Lees, Jay Jefferson, you mentioned. Uh, who do you think sort of takes takes the lead of that room? Well, you know, it's, it's hard to tell with Jefferson, you know, getting hurt and stuff like that, not being in that locker room and really, you know, the the meeting rooms and seeing, you know, who's the the vocal point. I think Riley leads by kind of example. He's not – doesn't seem like he's, you know, a vocal guy, um, kind of like where Flynn Nagel was and so on. Um well, I think Bennett, you know, was a vocal leader and, and like to be outspoken and, and um, was good in that, in that aspect. So it's just – it's going to be, um, you know, a different dynamic. I think it's just um, we're going to have to see at spring ball, like who steps up. Obviously, those two are going to be, you know, playing our, our X and Z or um, our two outside guys receivers. So I think it's just going to see, um, you know, who kind of is going to be that, that dude that wants the ball on third downs. Um, you know, last year it happened to be Riley Lee's. Obviously, Jefferson got hurt, so um, it, it'll be interesting to see, man. I'm, it's just, I, I'm just curious to what type of offense we're going to be playing. So it's just, um, all in all, it's just going to be a very uh, intriguing um, spring ball for sure. We really don't have much of an idea of what you know offense Northwestern is going to run this year. Uh, Coach Bajakian in his sort of introductory press conference said. You know, he's, you know, a guy who's willing to mold stuff to the players he has on the team. And obviously, you know, just, you know, two weeks in the winter quarter right now. I mean, he has some ideas, but I'm sure he's still tinkering, sort of figuring out what he wants. And obviously, this TJ news goes wrinkle to that, you know. Although most of the quarterbacks were the same. I mean, TJ is a little different than Marty, and well, Hunter is more like TJ. There's, just a, there's a lot of questions that we really don't know. And I, I agree that would affect because let's say we they decide to you know spread it all out and they decide all right you want to go four you know four wide every time with a, with a running back I mean that's gonna you know that'll change a lot because then we'll see probably you know less of Trey Pugh or Troy Mangieri or some of those other super backs as sort of like security blankets and then maybe we'll see more Berkeley Holman you know maybe more Jace James it's just there's you mentioned there's so many questions you know 
And, you know, sometimes questions are very interesting. You know, let's just have a lot of time to discuss it. But it's also like a guy like Ben, it would have, you know, there would have been less questions around like that. In Absolutely. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I think, you know, it, it already started. I mean, winter workouts have started. So, I mean, it's um, it's up for grabs. It's time to work. These guys are getting after it, you know, early mornings, putting in long hours in the weight room and in the turf room. So, it, it's already started. And, um, you know, it's uh, spring ball can't get here fast enough. What are some of your, your your memories of some of those early spring, you know, spring practices, you know, winter quarter workouts? Where you're sort of getting back after after winter break, and for usually for you guys, a bowl game. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's it's weird because it's not you know there's not three feet of snow on the ground, uh, but yeah, those those mornings are rough, man. You wake up at four a.m. and got to be there by five for winning edge, and yeah, there was uh there's a lot of bad mornings where you drank some too much orange juice and threw up in those uh after those conditioning tests. So it's uh. It's definitely a uh, a rough one, and then by the time you you come around as a senior, you know you you kind of love it. You know you you're like, dang man, I'm, I'm gonna miss this when it's all said and done. So it's um you start off hating it, hating it every day, and um you you grow to love it because you just you bond and you build as a team, and you know that's what gets you better is is those long hours and long mornings, you know, with you with your brothers putting in the work, and that's uh you know that's what made us so successful, you know, and we had great leaders, you know, we had you know Dan Persa, Brian Peters. You know, we had we had awesome awesome leadership on both sides of the ball. Al Netter, Ben Burkett, Mulro, like all these guys. Just um, it's it's when we got better, and um, you know, we were uh, I was fortunate enough to play with some of the best. And um, yeah, I kind of miss those days now. You know, I'm old and old and washed up, but um, yeah, I'd love to get up at at four thirty in the morning and go get a workout in with those guys again. Really, even four a.m. I mean, that's just. Especially, you know, as, as as you know and I know, I mean, especially with that Northwestern course, though, you know, I have the utmost respect for all those athletes. That's why. That's why we got to do it though, so we can get the class. You got to get get there and get the work in, so we can get the class. Plus, everyone else, we, you know, had to use that turf room, so we had to get out of there by like seven thirty in the morning. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, a lot of early mornings, man. I mean, I guess. I guess that's sort of Northwestern football. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'd do it. Absolutely. Yeah, and just to you know, to to move on to our next show, you know, we um we're gonna have on Brian Peters, um, all Big Ten safety, led the team in tackles for two seasons, made a ton of big plays for us. Um, was a captain for the Houston Texans. Um, kind of gonna talk about his experience at Northwestern, and you know, um, probably some NFL NFL type. Uh, talk um and kind of uh touch on all those wildcats that are that are in the pros yeah i mean you mentioned brian you know one of the one of the best players you know, of, you know the past you know of this century for northwestern i mean you mentioned all all big you know all big time honoree won a great cup up in canada which is awesome you mentioned captain for houston i mean he's had you know he's jumped around a little bit but i mean talk about a, a great career a great representative for northwestern going to be awesome you know talk to him you know here's some of the stories about you from back in the day yeah talk talk about a path man that guy played you know in the uh the arena league the iowa barnstormers and then you know made his way to canada and then you know was able to play in the nfl for you know five to six years so i mean he quite the journeyman for sure and um definitely gonna have some uh some cool stories and just you know insight perspective on on everything that happens with uh with a football career yeah. So for all all you listeners out there, get excited for that one. 
you know, coming in the near future, it's going to be, you know, a lot of fun. And so, as we always like to do, it's always going to be hopefully an interesting and insightful discussion on Northwestern football and just, you know, football in general. Thank you all for listening for yet another episode of the Believe in Northwestern football podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, you know, feel free to subscribe to us on all the regular podcasting channels, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, you know, give us a review, let us know how we're doing. You know, we'd love to hear from you guys. Give us tips we want to talk about. Uh, you know, we really do appreciate it. always love to hear from you guys. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. Uh, for Jeremy Ebert, I'm Peter Warren. Have a great day. Go Cats, man. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.